What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, as always, Nick Von Brick. Hello, hello, hello. With us again, Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. How you doing? Great. So week two is in the, or no, I'm sorry, week one is in the books. Uh, we're going to recap week zero, recap week one, recap uh, the terrible performance that was the LSU Tigers. We're going to talk a little bit about the Saints, and then we'll give you our NCAA Week 2, NFL Week 1 picks. Um, but first things first, we are we had to skip last week because of the strongest hurricane to hit the uh, nation ever, just about. Uh, how'd y'all make out with the hurricane? You did all right? Yeah, had a bunch of trees come down, but other than that, you just got power back. Justin, you've had power for a little bit, but you just got like your Wi-Fi, all that shit back. Um, but y'all both wrote it out. I did not. Well, some people weather storms and some people <laughs> run from them. Hey, if you can, all I know is uh, everybody that I talked to was like, yeah, I wish I would have left. Um, but if we got somewhere to go, I said, fuck that. No point sitting in the, uh, no point sitting with no electricity and no Wi-Fi, no cable, no nothing. Um, Ryan and Dave said that they uh, they slept on the tile floor with no shirts on because they were hot. Okay. Slept on the kitchen floor with no shirts on. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I'll go to Austin. Um, but, yeah, so a lot of people are still without a power um, on the South Shore mainly. So um, we had to take the week off, but we're back. So we're going to, I guess, start with the week zero recap, which was not a good one. Uh, whatsoever. We were both on Nebraska and that didn't go well at all. Adrian Martinez sucks. That's pretty much my only takeaway from the game. I felt like they dominated the game, honestly, and uh, managed to lose it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, many ways they were. They were outplayed mainly because of Adrian Martinez. Couldn't throw the ball to a wide open wide receivers. <laughs> and then they were out coached though as well, so um, who was it? Um, Illinois, did they lose this week? They did. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Yeah, so Illinois, what, I don't feel, I feel like you got lucky if you were on Illinois. Like every 50-50 ball bounced in Illinois' favor. No, it did. Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. Nebraska should have won the game. Like, they should have been covering easily um, going into halftime. But it is what it is. They suck. Martinez sucks. Illinois sucks, too. But let them have the win. Uh, next game, though, your lock of the week was UConn. Um, you had no reasoning behind it. You just said everybody had to trust you. So no, like, you kind of got to face the music on this one. The coach got fired. Eddie, well, that's a good sign. He so said that maybe he, I'll take him this week. He said he was going to ride out the season and then retire after the season. And um, like three days later, he said, I'm stepping down. Yeah, well, that's a good that's a good move by the athletic department because when I was talking about this game, I was talking about how he only had six wins in six years. Yeah. I don't think he was going to get a <laughs> seventh win this year. <laughs> so <laughs> you that's get- a good sign. If you can't get a win, you you got to be fired. But anyway, when I said this, y'all were started asking me reasons why I was betting UConn and anything, and I 
I was mainly joking when I said, hey, this is my lock of the week. But then we started going, uh, y'all were like, oh, that's back now. And then I was just like, well, fuck it. I got to <laughs> ride it out. <laughs> yeah. So you gave it out as your lock of the week. No reasoning behind it. Told every, all the listeners, they just got to trust you. Well, I don't, um, Fresno's good. I mean, they covered against Oregon. They did. But, um, good offense. Once Oregon's, once that guy went up, what's Oregon? Thibodeau. Probably the best that defender. That was in the, the reason why I think that they were able to cover. Yeah. Honestly, pro- realistically, probably the best defensive player in the country. Um, so then the next game, though, was Hawaii UCLA. So I looked at Nick's game and I was like, it doesn't get much worse than that. That was fucking terrible. And then I proceeded to watch UCLA uh, beat Hawaii 44 to 10. I had UCLA as like 17 and a half point underdog, somewhere around that range. And then I was like, I think I texted you. I was like, I don't know what's worse. Your, uh, your UConn pick or my Hawaii pick. Yeah. So. And I didn't respond. <laughs> Why was that? <laughs> Just because. <laughs> so yeah, y'all were both on UCLA. So that was a winner there. Uh, UTEP in New Mexico state. Nobody was on that, right? I don't think no nobody touched it. And then uh, my lock of the week was San Jose state, Nick Starkle, uh, Mandeville stand up covered easily. Justin, you were on this game as well. Uh, he didn't let us down. So that's all. I mean, there really is to that. Um, what I think Justin, you went three and out. What else did you have? Uh, I was on UCLA with you or with Nick. Yeah. And then I had the Illinois, Nebraska under at 55. Right. 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 This one came kind of close. Yep. 52. 50, uh, 52. Talking about, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, not, not, not as close as LSU. <laughs> yeah, we'll here, get to that <laughs> later. Um, so, yeah, Justin went 3-0. and Me and Nick both went 1-2. and So then we will fast forward to week one, um, which was better, definitely much better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say better for me as well. Um, so, actually, it started off her- terribly, though. Um, I, you, I have text messages to prove it. I wanted to take UAB so bad um decided last second to do the old i'm confident in them i feel good about this and then completely do the opposite because of week zero has you everybody has it throughout the year you second guess your gambling abilities you're like am i even good at this do i know what i'm doing and i had that in week zero so i got it out of the way i'm good dust the shoulders off um but i went with jacksonville state and they lost 31 to zero. They're terrible. The quarterback, I started buying in. I loved UAB. I started buying into the hype around the quarterback, uh, the transfer from Clemson. I don't know how he ever got looked at by Clemson. He's terrible. He's like the Walter Payton, uh, front runner award, I guess, which is like the FCS equivalent of the Heisman. Yeah, he sucks. So they lost 31 to nothing. And then, uh, what was next? And, Boise UCF. So this was one of the best games, if not the best game of the weekend. Uh, Nick was on UCF. I obviously was on the Blue Broncos outside of LSU. Probably my favorite team in college. There's no better team to bet. Uh, Five-point spread. Gave it out on what we do with the podcast on Wednesday. You got it on Thursday. You got it at five. If you waited, you got it at six, six and a half even, I think it went to. Enough. Yeah, at one point it was at six and a half. I think it closed around six. So if you get if you got it at six or six and a half, you covered, um, or even five and a half. But even at the end of the day on Wednesday, it was at five and a half. I think was it? Yeah. Well, then when did I fucking place my bet? Because I got in it in the at beginning five. of Wednesday. Did I? Okay. Well, I got screwed then. But that's sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse when you put your bets in early. 
Uh, there are some times where it will pay off dividends, uh, but this time it was not the case. Boise jumped out to a 21 nothing lead. Would be lying if I said I wasn't feeling good, but I knew they were going to let UCF back into it. Uh, Dylan Gabriel gifted Boise a pick six to start the game. I did not have why I didn't have internet or cable, and I was watching it on my phone, and it just kept like glitching. And then all of a sudden, I see him throw to the end zone, and then it stops. And then I see the guy, I see Boise catch it, and it stops. I'm like, oh. And then I see him running down the sideline, and it stops. I'm like, okay. He's at like the thirty, um, and then just keeps glitching down the field for a pick six. Um. And they failed to cover the game. They ended up letting UCF come all the way back. But a push is a push. I'll take it. That's all I really got. Yeah. Bachmeyer. Uh. <laughs> well, it wasn't Bachmeyer's fault too much, but I don't know. They were supposed to let him, like, they were supposed to unleash the beast, you know, and let Boise was supposed to really air it out this year. Yes. But they they didn't do that too much at first they were converting on a lot of third downs and that resulted in touchdown finishing drives and then for the well once they jumped out to the lead they got so conservative for the second half of that game man they couldn't convert on third down Mm -mm. and that was a that was why UCF was able to eventually come back and win the game by five yeah but it it happened with the old two-point conversion where you go up by five and you're trying to go up by seven Instead of just kicking a field goal, and, I mean, the extra point go up by six. I mean, I think six is better than five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about this. this yeah. I disagree with this move a lot, in all seriousness, not just because it cost me the cover, but because I just think coaches do it too early. There was another game I was watching. Nevada did it, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that. But it didn't end up costing them anything, but it was like way too early to go for two because – Six points is so much better than five. That's two field goals. That means if your opponent kicks two field goals, you're tied now. Yeah. If you're down, if you're up by five, they kick two field goals, you lose by one on the mm-hmm. last second field goal. So, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you could look at it from the standpoint of a, if you're down, I mean, if you're up six, touchdown loses you the game. And then down five, another way to look at it is you're up by five, your opponent scores a touchdown. That gives them six points. Now they're up by one. Now they have the chance to go for two to to be up by three. Yeah. So just like I don't get the analytics there because I just think that six is better than five, more better than five than more seven is. <laughs> I know. Better. I get what you're saying. I, I agree with that. I, get, I get what you're saying. Um. So we are going to try to speed through this recap a little bit, but let's touch on the Georgia State Army game. Army was two-point underdogs. Justin was on Army. Nick was on Georgia State. There was a, a little throw, a little shot thrown on Twitter that Army sucks. Justin said not as bad as UConn, or UConn sucks worse, something along those lines. How'd y'all feel about this game? Phew. Wasn't close. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. <laughs> it was not close. You got any takeaways or no? Look, dude, Georgia State, <sighs> I hate betting on teams from Georgia. <laughs> I don't. Other than the Bulldogs. Yeah, I was just saying, okay? I like Georgia. <laughs> just if someone said I was in, I went to Georgia State for five years, I would have thought they spent five years in a penitentiary. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet on Georgia State. They're they're a good team, but they were told they were knocked off. They were knocked out of their socks from the opening whistle. 
Yeah, once you get down against Army, they're just going to grind it out in the run. Oh, they had no they had no answer for any part of Army's offense. <laughs> yeah. Not even the pass. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, normally it takes us a good couple weeks to kind of settle in uh, and find a groove. But I would say, honestly, this is better than, I don't know, week one we started out pretty good. At least I did. Um, I think you may have started slow week one, but then you got it going. And then kind of the opposite week two, I started incredibly slow. You were conservative to start, but – I'm pretty sure you got out to a pretty good lead record-wise early. No, well, actually, I think it was the first two or three weeks I was hovering around 500. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I always say if you can make it through the first couple weeks you get at your, or around you know, lay 500. Your eyes, lay your eyes like, on the teams. Yeah, at or around 500, then you're doing good. You don't want to just – you don't want to get in too big of a hole. Yeah. Um, We both were on App State. That game wasn't ever really in doubt either. They're just the better team. Uh, Justin, me and you were on North Carolina minus five and a half. My biggest takeaway from this game is that uh, Sam Howell sucks. So yeah, that's I it. agree. That's about it. Um, you were on Duke minus six and a half. Love Coach Cut Cutcliffe. Uh, love Duke. Didn't get it done for you. Um, we'll quickly go through and then we'll talk LSU. How that was about? a damn good game, though. Yeah, it was. It was. They they tried to come back there at the yeah, end. They did. Uh, I was on Northwestern minus three. No, you were on the under in Michigan State Northwestern. No, um, Georgia. We all three were on Georgia. So, what a what a game! What a defensive performance! Old school football, ten to three victory for Georgia. That defense is the best defense in the country. Um, so that was that was wild. Wisconsin minus five and a half. Graham Mertz sucks. Kansas State minus three. Me and Nick were both on it. Also a game never in doubt. Alabama minus 19 and a half for me. Uh, I've completely flipped the script on Alabama where I normally am. I'm not going to – like I was looking at Miami for about a split second. I was like, that is a lot of points, 14th team in the nation. And then I was like, you know what, screw that. Bama's going to kick the shit out of everybody. Might as well make some money along the way. Their linebackers are too damn good. Derek King never had a shot. He wasn't going to affect them in the ground, uh, on the ground, and he's not a good enough pocket passer to beat them through the air. Never in doubt. Uh, Notre Dame, I added it, minus seven. They should have had it. Once they brought in Mackenzie Milton with his gimpy leg, I knew I knew he was going to lead him down there on a touchdown drive. Good for him, though. That's an incredible story. Guy almost lost his leg at UCF. Uh, Notre Dame blew the cover. Jack Cohn, mm, Jack Cohn kind of sucks, even though he had a good debut with He Notre did not Dame. look good. I mean, he did, he did throw. It was a busted coverage to start the game. Michael Mayer had like a 75, 80-yard touchdown, so that inflates the stats a little bit, but... Yeah, he zero pocket awareness, taking sacks, the whole nine yards. You were on Baylor minus 13 and a half. No. Um, Penn State plus five and a half. Yeah, that's right. You, we were on opposites there. Wisconsin, it was just a defensive Wisconsin should have won that game. Though. I felt so. I felt so, yeah. Penn State kept getting lucky. It was a defensive battle, though. Uh, and, yeah, it's really all, all there is to it. So, LSU minus three. We were all on it. And it did not go our way. Uh, is Coach O on the hot seat, Nick? Yeah. I think so, too. If it's me, look, I, I've, I've said it a million times. I'll say it again. This is the price you pay to have the greatest college football team of all time. This is the price you pay. We lost how many players to the draft? 18? 20? A lot. We lost our offensive and defensive coordinator. I'm sure we lost the janitor. I'm sure he got picked up. Uh, when you have the greatest team of all time, this is the price you have to pay. I wasn't expecting us to reload like Alabama. I just wasn't. We lost so many people. Nobody had ever lost that many people before. Do we look mediocre? Yes. 
and that's a problem. LSU has very high standards. If he keeps this up, I don't know that uh, Coach O keeps his job throughout the rest of the year. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah I think um, I I give him the whole season and just make it assess the situation at the end. Yeah, but people are just so like so quick to forget. Yeah, I know it, but it's it's the standard you, that's been set. You no, know? I know, but you could give me 20 years of this. We can do without the national championship every year, but we want to at least be in the contention yeah. up want, until the Alabama game, yeah. at least, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then we'll see, you know, we want to beat a- Alabama the same amount of times that they beat us. And at this rate, we'll never beat Alabama again. No, yeah. I so mean, Until Nick Saban retires. He knows it's not good enough. And no, definitely. No, we'll see what we're able to do. We get to uh, McNeese is going to be an easy win, and then Central Michigan will be a little bit tougher of a game. But you know who the if starting, you lose against them, you know who the starting quarterback for McNeese is. Yeah, I do. Who's that? Um, which one is it? Huh? <laughs> Cody Orgeron. Yeah, uh, Coach O's son. So how do you have that talk? Like ah. Go out there, have a good game. But if uh, if you beat us, I'm probably getting fired. So yeah. no pressure. You think I they're mean, grabbing dinner after the game? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's his dad. Come on, Justin. I thought about it. But I mean, good <laughs> Lord, it's his dad. <laughs> what do you think? Somebody was like, I think one of the reporters asked him, like, are you going to cut your son off before the game? I think he said no. The answer should be no. It's still his son. Yeah. Like, what? You're not going to. Like, how are you coaching people up in the huddle? They're like, rip his fucking head off. And it's like, eh, maybe don't. But yeah, I mean, McNeese isn't bad, but they're not good. No, we're going to kick the shit out of them. Like even on the FCS level, they're just. Yeah, no, they're going to get destroyed. Um, But yeah, I mean, that that dinner before the game might be a little tough where it's like. If y'all win, just so you know. Where Max Johnson's sitting in an old boy seat at the dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just if you go out there and you light it up like that'll look great for uh, your highlight tape. But your dad, your old dad's probably going to lose his job. Um, all right, let's talk about our locks of the week, our big easy bets of the week. Justin, yours was a, a wild um, turn of events. You had Liberty minus 22. This line inflated to 34 points. I'm not exactly sure how that's even possible. Did somebody die? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you find it at I 22. I it early. You get it at 22. That's what, then see, that's what I was talking about. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. You listen to Big Easy Bets, you might just get a 22-point spread that comes Saturday winds up being 60 points, apparently. Well, I had it locked in the day we did the podcast, yeah. and then it went offline for the whole week. Something and then I was like, well, happen. fuck, the game probably got canceled, but my ticket was still there. Yeah. So then it reappeared that day, and it was minus 35, and I was like, Holy shit! Yeah, I texted Justin. I was like, "You have to send me a, uh, <laughs> you have to send some receipts on that one because that looks fishy." But um, obviously, it was kind of close actually there for a little bit. The camels yeah. hung in there, but um, they ended up pulling away. Liberty covers the twenty two. I don't know if they covered the thirty four, but they definitely covered the twenty two. Nick, you were on the LSU UCLA under sixty six. This looked like a guarantee up until the LSU fell apart defensively. Y- exactly. So uh, you end up getting it by one point. Yep. <laughs> 65 and points per score. We had the under 66. That is a winner. UCLA kneeled it in the red zone. Yep. Honorable. Um, my lock of the week was Ole Miss minus 10. Matt Corral might win the Heisman. Uh, the Ole Miss offense is a poor man's 2019 LSU's offense. It looks incredible. 
damn good. Their defense, though, that was the biggest improvement. In the absence of Lane Kiffin, too, um, the offense looked great. So, um, but A lot the, of ejections. Yeah, like came. four or five targeting calls. I thought Matt Corral literally got killed on the field, but he brushed it off. Um, dude is like a little – like he, he like shows flashes of Johnny Manziel. It, but – that you just got Nick. Nick said he didn't get to watch it because um, no power, but it was fucking. It was good. The offense looks good. Don't sleep on Ole Miss. They covered the ten easily, and we all three hit our locks of the week. So I mean, that's what we say. If you pick any game, roll with our locks of the week. And I mean, if you did, you could have parlayed them. You could have done whatever you wanted to do. Winner, winner, winner. I went five, five, and two. Nick went a very respectable five two and one and then justin went four and five um this is not including our week zero records but our total records which does include week zero is mine comes out to six seven and two unfortunately the two pushes that's right i skipped over ohio state ohio state minus 14 they were down the majority of the game come back and luckily push the 14 um nick is sitting at six four and one and then Justin is sitting at seven and five. And now we look ahead to week two. At first glance, I did not like the board in week two. Or I'm sorry. Wait, yeah, yeah, week two. I didn't like the board at first. And then on second glance, I was like, okay, I kind of like it. I, I think I have like seven, seven or eight games maybe. Um, how many games you got for college? Uh, six. Six? Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting you to have that many. Justin, how many games you got for college? I have five. I, I agree with you. I, I really don't like these. Yeah, at first at first glance I hated it. Second glance I was like, okay. There's some there's some things there that I like. Um and then obviously we're going over NFL week 1. We always bet the Thursday night game. That'll immediately follow these college picks and then uh we're going to give you the rest of our NFL picks for uh the weekend. So, I'm going to start it off right off the bat. First game on the docket. Kansas at Coastal Carolina. Okay. So, Coastal Carolina proved that they're still Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall is Still the quarterback. They got off to a great start in a tune-up game against the Citadel. Kansas is coming off of a 17-14 victory over South Dakota, which I'm going to assume is a FCS school. Um, a game in which they were 6 of 20 on conversion downs, 5 of 17 on third down, 1 of 3 um, on fourth down. Kansas ran the ball 41 times for 82 yards, 2 yards of carry, and committed 7 penalties. Um, Jason Bean is their quarterback. He sucks. He's mediocre. He led them in passing and rushing. I know him. So he's pretty much all they got, and all they have is not good. North Texas is old quarterback. Yeah. So North Texas sucked. So Coastal is going to dominate this game. Kansas doesn't have the firepower to keep up and will not be able to stop Coastal running the ball. This will open up play action. Coastal can't afford an off week. They are ranked, but if they want to make a New Year's Six, they got to make a statement every chance that they get week in and week out. Um, this is a scrub team, and they're going to prove that it's a scrub team. Can't, uh, Coastal doesn't like to play fast, but I think that Kansas will not be able to stop them on the ground, so I think that that will open up play action passing, so they may get a few shot plays in this one. Uh, the spread is currently, I got it at 25 and a half. Um, actually, I'm sorry, 25. So give me, give me the Chanticleers minus 25. What's your first one? Um, and I'm going. Are to, you are you on this game? No, no, I'm not on. I'm starting on Saturday. I'm on this game. Are at you? Ten thirty. Well, are you got anything to say about it? You on Kansas? No, no, I'm on uh, Coastal Carolina. I mean, if you had 25. to, if you had to pick a side, I mean, there's no way you take Kansas, but no. 
I mean, that Kansas is Kansas might is, be one of the worst teams in the country. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, worse country. than UConn. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I honestly, point. I do feel good about Coastal. I really do. Yeah, it's a lot of points just because of the style of the game they play. Like, like you said, you got to be worried about them controlling the clock, and then in a game that feels like they should be up by over thirty points, they might only be up by four four touchdowns, and then they might let up a backdoor cover or yeah, something like defi- that. Yeah, definitely possible. But I really do think that the run game will open up play-action passing, and there will be some busted coverages, something. I think they're going to have a few drives where they score quick. Yeah, but the good thing is, like, Coastal's so good at on third down that most of their drives will result in points yeah. or pinning their opponent with bad field position. So, And like I said, I feel like they can't afford a down week. if they they got to go up. they got to be getting talked about every week. They can't win by... 14, 10 points, 14 points. Like, if they win by 30, they're getting talked about. If they win by 10 to 14, it's like, okay, they did what they were supposed to do. So, what are your thoughts on this one, though? You're on Coastal as well, Justin? Yeah. You got anything? Or that pretty much covered it? No, that pretty much covered it. I, I didn't bet on them week one. Me neither. I stayed away. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to see how they were going to look. And, yeah, I mean, they look just as good as last year. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you always got to make sure they one-hit wonder or not. Um and they still potentially could be, but I think Kansas is that bad that they should cover. They should cover the points easily. Um, all right, Nick, give me your first one. I do actually have another Friday game. You already know what it is, but if you want me to cover <laughs> oh, that, no, be- yeah, you go ahead before we touch on Saturday. Um, I mean, come on, UTEP at Boise State, back on the Smurf turf, coming off of a t- game where they want- led by twenty-one points and ended up losing. They lost by five to UCF. Like I said. Back on the Smurf turf, Andy Avalos, former player, former All-Mountain West linebacker, used to be an assistant coach with Boise, left to go to Oregon. Now he's back. He's the head coach. He bleeds blue, and he's going he's gonna to show out for the home fans. UTEP's going to meet an angry and fired-up Boise State. UTEP wants to establish the run, so it does. It, it, it worries me a little bit. Boise is susceptible to giving up um, – yards in the passing i mean uh, on the ground i'm fucking having a stroke um but utep sloppy they committed 20 uh, 12 penalties last week for over 100 yards bachmeyer's gonna come out he's gonna light it up the defense is good focus on stopping the run make him beat you through the air boise's gonna put up probably a 50 burger maybe it might be might be 49 to 14 probably no i'm thinking like 55 10 it's not even gonna be close um but, yeah, UTEP's sloppy. I'm taking Boise. They're going to have to make a statement. They're mad coming off of the loss. Boise minus 26. Are you on this one? I'm not. Dude, y'all are going to wake up to Boise eventually. <laughs> they didn't lose last week. No. At, le- at least betting-wise. But, all right, give me your first Saturday game. Um, Western Kentucky at Army. Oh, God. <laughs> you trying to get <laughs> one back on them? I'm on this one um, as well. Western Kentucky's offense seems to be improved against U T Martin. They were, <laughs> they were impressive, totaling five hundred eighty-seven yards and fifty-nine points. But what the hell is a U T Martin? <laughs> I'm going with Army here, ground and pound, baby. Let's go. So they took one from you last week. Now you're trying to get. I'm it jumping back. on the man wagon. They run me over. I'm not fucking grabbed onto the back of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I mean, if they jump out to a lead, 
That's how it is with Army. They just have to jump out to a lead, and then they're pretty much going to be able to at least they're hold strong. to it. Yeah. So, so and it's a 10-30 game. They, uh, it is. They wow. do well in the mornings. Yeah, Western Kentucky probably will be still a little tired. Army will have been up for about – Six or seven hours by that time. Yeah, you know? they're, wake, they're waking up at oh oh two hundred. Um, all right, you you're on this one as well, Justin. You going back to the well? Yeah. Um, I don't really like that. Me and Nick are on the same page here, but no, I love this. Yeah, Nick said normally whenever y'all are on the same page, it goes well. All right. Well, I like it too. Didn't you say that? Yeah. And I mean, I guess when we're all three on the same page, it goes fifty percent. Yeah. So well, last. Week zero, we had the same bet. Yeah. I don't think last week we had any same. LSU. Okay. And Georgia. Yeah. So that's so what I'm saying, 50%. Two and one yeah. for me and him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because we had UCLA in week zero. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, do you have anything to add to it? Or I mean, you pretty much know what you're getting with yeah. Army. There's not. If it, they jump out to a lead, then it's it's basically over after that. Yeah, if they if they can hold on to it, they're gonna they're gonna grind the clock out. All of that, they're good on defense. They're gonna run down your throat. So, um, I am not touching this game though. So, Western Kentucky is gonna be susceptible against run, and then their third down defense isn't very good either mm-hmm. on offense. I don't think they'll be good enough to convert well enough on third down to be able to stay in this game for very long. Yeah. Um. And I know what everybody's probably thinking out there. Oh, he's betting Boise again. It's not just a. It's not going to be an every week thing. But I mean, first game back on the Smurf turf. Come on. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know who Boise was playing, and then after watching last game, how they kind of blew it. <laughs> I feel like it was one of those teams. Like sometimes I'll watch a team that loses, and then I'm be like, all right, well, I'm gonna definitely be looking out for them next week because they're going to answer back. And I think Boise could be that team this oh, week. Oh, I thought you were about to tell me that I don't see that being in Boise's future <laughs> or something. I was like, no, they're going to kick the fucking snot out of them. Um, all right, let's talk Oregon, Ohio State. Probably the biggest game of the weekend. Number 12, Oregon going uh, to the, what is it, the shoe? Number three, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State's currently 14 and a half point favorites over under sitting at 64. Are you touching this? Nope. Are you? Nope. Okay, I'm taking Ohio State over. 64. I mean, Ohio State, Oregon over 64. I got to like zone back in. I You're not know. messing with the spread? No. Um, no. I think um, Thibodeau's hurt, so he's already in a boot. So he's probably not going to play. He may. You never know. Uh, but even if he does, I think that, uh, what is it, C.J. Stroud is their quarterback. He had those uh, freshman jitters, I guess, to start, and then he got rid of them at halftime because he came out and started lighting it up. Um, so... But they showed that they are susceptible to the run. So Verdell could have a good game, moving the chains, all of that. Uh, I think Oregon's going to be able to put up enough points, but I think Ohio State's going to put up a ton of points. So, Yeah, like you said, if Oregon can't rush the passer, then good luck. Yeah, exactly. Because it's Ohio State's offense will have a field day. So if I had a bet, I'd have to take Ohio State, but it's not one of those that I'm too comfortable Spread. laying that amount of points. Spread-wise, I, I, I was leaning Ohio State. 14, I mean – they were just 14 point favorites against uh is it 14 or 14 and a half it's 14 and a half now okay but it i think it opened at 14 and yeah, it opened at 10 and a half did it so you got a lot of line yeah a lot of line movement to uh is that the law lo- i mean that's not just the loss of Thibodeau, but i mean i mean realistically he might be the best defensive player in the country but that's a that's a huge line movement i didn't see it open at 10 and a half but 
that's a, I mean, that's pretty substantial. Um, but yeah, so I'm taking the over 64. I think there's going to be more points scored in this one than uh, a lot of people are thinking. Um, but we shall see. So, all right, what is? Give me one for Saturday, Justin. Um, I'm going back to the well again. Liberty minus four versus Troy. Interesting. I don't know anything about Troy. Uh, is Liberty's coach still the old? Uh, was it Mississippi State coach? Mm-hmm. He is still uh, Ole Miss. Hugh Ole Freeze. Miss. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I couldn't tell you much about this game at all. Are you on this game? No, but it it's one of those that I look at and I'm like, well, why aren't they only favored by four? They're going on the road against Troy, who's a good football team. They gave Coastal a scare last year, if I remember correctly. When uh, this was when Coastal was still undefeated, they almost lost to Troy, mm-hmm. and they ended up coming back. Got a little bit lucky, I think. But um, Liberty's the team that beat Coastal in the bowl game. That's true. They have Malik Willis, who's one of the best players in the country. Dual threat at quarterback. quarterback. Yep. Um, so I mean, I I just don't know if I if I can see Troy doing enough to stop him. He can throw the ball well downfield, and he can run. He's one of the best runners in the country. So I don't know. It's one that scares me though, because I'm like, why is it only? Why is it only at four? Yeah. What do they know that we don't? Yeah, it should be closer to a touchdown, but it's one. It's not one of those. It's one of those I feel like could be a trap. Uh huh. It opened up at five. It's trending down now. That's even more. Yeah. I mean, maybe people know shit about Troy that I don't, but. Cause I I don't watch a bunch of Troy football. I do remember <laughs> them playing Coastal close, but that was last year. Yeah. All right. Give me a give me your next one for Saturday. UAB at Georgia. Um, okay. So I was looking at this one. So I'm interested. Yeah, to, me too. I was interested to see what you got. Um. See, when I picked this, this line's been moving. So you do know that Georgia has undisclosed players out for COVID. I do know that. Okay. But, that kind of swayed me away from it a little bit. It's a little bit worrying, so you hope it's not anybody good. Yeah, like, can we uh, tell us if it's JT Daniels? Yeah, well, tell us if it's yeah, tell us <laughs> if it's going to be someone like that's irreplaceable. Because I do think that they're going to come out and want to prove that they can score the ball, like that that was that they're good offensively. That that was just a huge matchup, like a big matchup with a very good Clemson defense. So, yeah, they should be able to run the ball regardless. So, unless if all of their running backs got it then they should be in a decent shape. So the line's currently at 24 and a half. Um, That's what I got it at. So okay. it's been moving. It's been going to 25, 25 and a half back down. To, it opened at 28. So you got movement. Uh, I guess there's a money going on UAB. People think UAB is going to be able to hang with them a little bit. I don't see it. No. They're a good team, but their third down offense isn't going to be good enough against Georgia. They'll get sacked a lot. Um, I'll be surprised if they cross a 50-yard line. Yeah, no, I was going to say, they'll, they'll, they'll be lucky to they score double digits. They won't score a touchdown. I, I would be willing to bet that they won't score a touchdown in this game. And then you're just looking at, is Georgia going to I think put if up Georgia 30? will run the football, then they will be able to score yeah. against UAB. I was looking at this Lean one for on the a, run. Long, a long time. Um, It does worry me that the players out with COVID – I feel like if they're not disclosing who the players are, it's probably not anybody that great. If it was JT Daniels, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't want to say it. I don't really know how that works. College has got weird rules where it's like you can wait up until the game starts and it's like, oh, shit, he's not playing. Yeah, well, that was one of the things with Georgia State. Georgia State was without uh, their best wide receiver, who's really good. Mm-hmm. Pickney's his last name. Yep. And then 
a starting cornerback and a starting linebacker. I don't think that would have made much of a difference against Army. But speaking of uh, Pickney, where is uh, Pickens for Georgia injured? It, when does he come back? I don't think it's going to be this week. But they're talk- relatively soon. It's not like he's out for the season or anything, right? I, I should have looked this. I up. I guess they don't know because. So what I've heard is that it's kind of up in the air for him. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not good because he's damn good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I'm definitely considering Georgia uh, at the moment. I'm not going to endorse it, but we'll see. Next one I got. Uh, I'm going big spreads this week. Eastern Michigan at Wisconsin. Similar to Boise State, Wisconsin's coming off of a loss, uh, and it's going to be angry. Insert the punching bag of Eastern Michigan. They'll be lucky to score double digits in this game. Wisconsin's defense is really, really good. Um, this is a great opportunity for Graham Mertz to get some confidence put up some points, show that he knows how to throw the football. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus 25 and a half here. Yeah, like if Mertz plays bad this game, then it's, it's yeah. time to start move for exactly. them to start looking elsewhere for a quarterback. Exactly. You know? So, and I think Eastern Michigan, they're going to beat up on them. The defense, it's much like Georgia. Wisconsin's defense looked damn good against Penn State. It did. It was just busted coverages that kept fucking them up. So, same thing. I'll be, I think Eastern Michigan will be held under two touchdowns easily, I would like to see Wisconsin put up a, a solid amount of points in this one. Um, so I'm going to take the Badgers, minus 25 and a half. You got another one for Saturday, Justin? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Air Force, minus five and a half over Navy. Oh, God. Justin, you, you, Justin, the Air loves Raid, the, uh... Air Force offense. <laughs> yeah, I never, I still have yet to see that. <laughs> um, they do throw up more than the other two, though. So, yeah, y'all were talking about y'all were talking about this last year. How did Navy do? Who did Navy play last? They week? got the shit beat out of them by Marshall. Uh, Marshall took good. Marshall, but Does that Marshall damn, still have the quarterback. Yeah, that damn quarterback looked so good. What was his shit name? the bed in the bowl game? Well, as well as his last yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, he freaking played really good. And Marshall was undefeated for a while. Then they lost. They might have went into the bowl season undefeated. I don't know, but they got they played UAB and they should have beat UAB. Yeah, but they lost. Um. All right, another huge matchup this week, just for implications. Um, wait, did you even give out your pick? Yeah, Air Force. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. Um, the Holy War, Utah at BYU. BYU is seven point underdogs. Are either one of y'all on this game? I'm not. No. No. Um, Charlie Brewer, Baylor transfer is under center for Utah. This is gonna be his first taste of the Holy War. Utah's the better team. I'm going with BYU. At home, home dog, plus seven, and one of the oldest college football rivalries. Uh, BYU says the Holy War began in 1922. Uh, Utah says they played games from 1896 to 1898, six games that they split three to three. BYU doesn't count those games. So I'm going to take the Cougars in this one. Uh, I really like sophomore running back uh, Tyler Allgaier and then junior wide receiver Neil Pau. Um, he's coming off a game where he had eight catches, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. They have firepower on offense. It's question marks at quarterback in the absence of Zach Wilson. He didn't play bad. We just got to see if he can do it in the Holy War, a game with a ton of pressure. Uh, but you know BYU is going to have a good line. I think this game is going to be close. There's going to be a lot, a lot riding on it. This this game back in the day used to decide like who won the conference. Like this is one of they. It's like LSU and Alabama. Like if they lose, if they have a losing season, but they win the Holy War, they're happy. So yeah, um, both sides are going to be fired up. At- I kind of agree with this bet. 
at BYU, I mean, the, BYU it's going to be BYU still got a lot of the players from last year other than Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, they have good running backs, a good offensive line. So I remember I took Utah in this game two years ago. First year we did the podcast, Zach Moss, Tyler Huntley. I took Utah. They covered, but it was like a fucking awesome game. Oh, it was game. a damn good game. It was yeah. an awesome game. And then they didn't play last year, so both these teams are going to be hungry to come out and show out and BYU being at home, dude. Yep. And when you consider a home team that can run the football, yeah. getting seven points, I mean. Yeah, Allgaier was the running back with Zach Wilson. So, yeah. I mean, he's good. I like him a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to take the home team getting points in this one, in my in my opinion. So, I'm known, I'm notorious for taking nothing but road teams because the spreads always look a little bit more favorable. I'm, I'm trying to retrain myself. So, uh, I'm going to take BYU plus seven. Neither one of y'all are touching this, huh? Nope. All right. Give me your next one. California at TCU. Um, TCU's 11 and a half point favorites. T- TCU are generally. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, TCU is generally pretty good at home, but I think 11 and a half points is too, way too many for a Cal team who's very good. They just looked a little bit off last week against Nevada, thank God, because I bet on Nevada. But I can tell at the core that this team has all the all the pieces to uh, have a winning record and, and play teams close in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. They have a good quarterback. I believe that he can run the football against TCU. And then their defense isn't bad. It's just Carson Strong for Nevada, man. He's – He's next level. He's going to be a quarterback in the NFL, without a doubt. Yeah, you've been talking about him. So I just think overall, Max Duggan is hasn't impressed me throughout his career at TCU, and I just don't know if that will be – I don't think he'll be able to make the same type of plays that Carson Strong was able to make last week. And I, I just think there's a lot of points. This is going to be my lock of the week, Cal, plus 11.5. Okay. All right. I haven't looked into this one, but, I mean, if it's your lock of the week, that holds some weight. Justin, give me your next one. This is actually my big easy bet of the week. Um, If you caught this one early, that's good because it opened up as plus five. Mm-hmm. But I have South Carolina minus two and a half over ECU. So this this uh this line's been all over the place. This yeah. was a pick em yesterday. What is going on? Yeah, it's moving like crazy. I've noticed it's it. It's jumping it. back and forth. Like South Carolina opened up as five point underdogs. Yeah. Uh, what? I, that's what I'm saying. That's weird. I don't know what's going on there. I noticed it. I kept an eye on it. Um, but I mean, I don't really know. But yeah, their defense is one of the best in the country right now. So South Carolina. Yeah. Is it really? Who they play in week one? Don't remember. I didn't get to watch them, but I definitely saw this spread. Um, I know they won week one. Yeah. Um, and I know that the team they're playing lost. So, like I said, I haven't – I kept an eye on it because of the spread. I saw it fluctuating, but they played Eastern Illinois, 46 to nothing victory. Which I'm no, no mathematician, but that's a pretty – uh. Pretty good win. I know zero about Eastern Illinois, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would like to know why this line keeps moving. But, I mean, you would think 
I mean, South Carolina is an SEC team, so. Eastern Carolina is good, though. Even though they got beat up by App State, mm-hmm. uh, their quarterback is still pretty good. But, yeah, I don't know much about South Carolina this year, so I can't really give a informed opinion about it. Yeah, me neither. But I did I, watch I East I could... Carolina, and they they seemed like a team that underperformed a little bit last week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's all yeah, I can tell. I, I don't have much on it either. Uh, you said this one is your lock of the week? Yep. Okay. Um, another one that I have, I'm going to take Pitt, uh, minus three, going on the road to take on Tennessee. Uh, love Narduzzi. They got Pickett at quarterback still. Um, Tennessee has Mil- uh, Milton, right? He was the Michigan transfer? Yep. Correct, Joe Milton. Um, they got off to a slow start against Bowling Green. They ended up getting it going and ended up covering the spread. I mean, I think uh, Narduzzi will be able to get him into some bad situations. Tennessee still sucks. Don't get it twisted. Um, and then Pickett's been with Pitt for a while now. So, In some, yeah. Last year yeah. he's had he shows shown flashes. Yeah, he's got the ability, but then he does uh, – Strange stuff here and there, but got off to a good start to uh, start this season. So I'm going to take the senior, Kenny Pickett, uh, in a, a Narduzzi-led defense. I think uh, minus three, I'm going to take him on the road against Tennessee. I think that's a good bet, and I'm not on it, but if I had to uh, – j- just Joe Milton, that's his name? Yep, Joe Milton the third. He just shown – he might have looked like he could play a little bit last week against Bowling Green, but – Bowling Green had one of the worst defenses in the country last year. Mm-hmm. Everybody that bet knew that if you were playing, whoever Bowling Green was playing, just bet the over, and you you had a good chance of winning. Yeah. Now it that first game went under, I believe, but yeah, remember? Bam, I mean, that just Bam shows you in. that Tennessee might not be that good. Yeah. Bam came in last year and put gave a. Uh, it was probably on that board right there. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Over fifty five versus Ohio, and it hit. I remember that. Um. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Pat Narduzzi is one of the best defensive minds in the country. It, he'll He's definitely going to make Milton have to make some plays. You yeah, know? and I don't think he'll be able to. Um, how many more games you got? Um, three. Me too. Give me your next one. New Mexico State at New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico is favored by 18.5 points. I'm going to take New Mexico State plus 18.5. Who's at home? New Mexico. Okay, so New, New Mexico State's... Uh, and it might be eight. at 19 now, but I've already placed it at 18 and a half. I just think New Mexico's not that good. Yeah. New Mexico State isn't good either, but <laughs> it's just like how many points is too much for a bad team to they cover? They didn't do that bad against San Diego State. New Mexico State? Yeah. Yeah, I did see. That was another... Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. That was another reason. San Diego State still don't have a quarterback as far as I can tell. But um, New Mexico State didn't cover against UTEP in week zero, mm-hmm. so they've played two weeks already. But New Mexico isn't very good. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't you know, know either one of these I don't teams. know too much about these teams. I know neither one of them are that good. Yeah. But it's just like 18 and a half, that's a lot of points to be given up a bad team. Yep. I mean – to be surrendering, you know, yeah. to be laying if you're a bad team. All right, my next one, Texas at Arkansas. Arkansas, six-and-a-half-point road underdogs. Uh, Texas coming off of a week one victory over ULL. ULL was a 
popular upset pick in this one at eight and a half point underdogs. Um, Texas covered one by 38 to 18. Offense had good balance, I felt, uh, between rushing and throwing the ball. Biggest thing was they were 11 to 16 on conversion downs. That's damn good. Um, I like the sound of that a lot. Bijan Robinson looked really good running the ball. You pointed that out to me. I didn't get to watch this game as closely uh, live as I wanted to, but I did go back and look into it a good bit and kind of watch the uh, the recap and all of that. Arkansas, on the other hand, looked sloppy as shit. 3 of 12 on conversion downs, committed 13 penalties for 117 yards and a turnover. So I think if they stop the run, make K.J. Jefferson throw, Texas should win this game easily. Minus 6.5 on the road. This can be my big easy bet. So Arkansas is at home. My yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Arkansas at home. Yes. Yeah, this is a little bit of a tough one just because last year our it's like how good is Texas? You know, did 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 UL play bad or did Texas play good? I think mm-hmm. it's a little bit of both. Yeah. But I was big on Texas to start this year. I said watch out for them. I think I bet their their told their win totals the over. You did. I said watch out for them as like if you wanted to look at a super underdog to win a national championship, they were 70 to one to do it. And then I said, watch out for B. John Robinson to win a Heisman trophy. He scored three touchdowns in week one. Yep. Uh, he'll need to put up Heisman performances every week. If they want a chance to win the big 12. I don't, and, th- I don't think KJ Jefferson's good. I really don't No. So I think if they stop the run, make him throw, he's going to fuck up. I think Texas is, is a good team. And I think the line is where it's at right now because I guess a lot of people are saying the jury's still out on them. But yeah, I think Texas might be overlooked here a little bit. Yeah, I'm jumping on this game too. Are you? This is a game I was teetering back and forth with, and I told myself if one of y'all were going to pick it, mm-hmm. I'll jump on it too. So. <laughs> no, Sorry, I, feel, Josh. I feel I feel good about it. Yeah, Josh, come on. Um, I like it a lot. So what? Is, how many more? You got two more? Yeah. How many more you have? I'm done. You're done? All right, give me one more. Georgia State at UNC. You're trying to get one minus, back on them too? Minus 26 is what I got it at. Uh, I'm going Georgia State plus 26. Oh, are you? Yeah. Didn't you just say don't bet Georgia <laughs> State ever again? I did. I called them a penitentiary and everything, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'll get it figured out. Okay. I don't think they have a chance to win this game, but they're definitely a good enough team. Keep it close. The only thing that worries me is a secondary suspect. So yeah. if Sam Howell unleashes, I think he'll definitely have a better game. But I I think that Georgia State should be able to get the run going against UNC. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I got two more. <sighs> Dust off the khakis. Washington at Michigan minus seven. Washington's coming off of a loss. I think they were ranked in the top twenty. Um. They're coming. They might have been twentieth in the nation. Coming off a loss to uh. Fucking Montana, the Grizz. FCS team lost outright. Uh, they looked terrible. The quarterback threw three interceptions. He looked terrible. Um, this could be one of those, oh, they're going to come out and try to prove that they're not that bad. They were a team that was expected to contend for the Pac-12 title. I don't think they're going to – I think this is a good chance for Harbaugh to make a statement. Uh, it's do or die for him this year. It's got to be. It was do or die the last three years, and they keep letting him coach. So got to go out and get a – a good win here on a team that last week was ranked in the top 25. Um, I'm going to take Michigan minus seven. I like that pick a lot. Do you? Yeah. Well, you like, you're liking all of my picks. So I, I don't, I like when y'all don't like my picks. 
Even though I think secretly, y'all deep down, y'all are like the Boise picks a bad pick, but when they win by fifty, y'all are gonna be like, mm, okay, y'all will wake up the Boise eventually. Uh, are you're not on this? Apparently, no. What do you think about it? I don't know anything about Washington. I know they didn't. They lost to a team that they weren't supposed to last week, but I mean, I I bet the Michigan win total is over. Yeah. So. Obviously, I think that this could be a year that Michigan figures it out a little bit. Yeah, no. I, I mean, mean, everybody at Michigan wants them to have a chance to beat Ohio State, right? So you got to beat Washington to have a chance to beat Ohio State. You got to beat them pretty good, too. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's coming off of a game. They won 47 to 14 over Western Michigan, 8 to 13, um, 9 to 14 on conversion downs. So that's a big, I mean, that's a big thing that we look at. If you're moving the chains, obviously. No. It's the most important thing yeah. when it comes to betting football. Yeah, and obviously the talent, nowhere near. Western Michigan's nowhere near Washington, but Washington looked horrendous against um, against Montana. So I feel good about it. Uh, by no means is it my lock of the week, but I think uh, I think Harbaugh is going to get off to a uh, 2-0 start. And, I mean, who when's the last time he started 2-0? Who knows? Um what is your last one? App State at Miami. Okay. Miami's nine-point favorites, and I'm rolling with the Hurricanes. Really? I think that App State's defense is good, but it's susceptible against the run a little bit, and especially the quarterback run. So I'm expecting Miami and De'Eric King in specific to have a big game against App State. Worries you a little bit how um, – Chase Bryce looked really good last week, other than that one interception that was thrown in the end zone. Yep. But, I mean, now he's back in his old – I mean, what, Miami played Duke last year? Miami played – yeah. And ACC. they probably got smashed. Uh, Duke probably got smashed. Yeah. So, could bring up some nightmares this week for, for Chase Bryce. I mean, he'll definitely have to play well if App State wants a chance for them to cover, but – I was. I'm not told. Even though he looked really good, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's a different player. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, you're done, and that was your last one. Yeah, I got one more. Um, Iowa at Iowa State. I've been on the fence about it. Uh, you got number ten ranked Iowa versus number nine ranked Iowa State. Iowa State just squeaked out a victory against uh, Northern Iowa. I think you and I sixteen to ten, whereas Iowa. Look damn good against uh, Indiana, thirty-four to six victory. I'm gonna take the Cyclones at home here. I think they've got more. Both teams want to go slow, uh, contrary to the Big Twelve way. Iowa State wants to kind of grind it out with these long drives, and they're not looking to put up fifty, sixty points a game like the Oklahomas of the world. So that may kind of play into Iowa's hands a little bit, but. I mean, you got Brock Purdy, you got Brees Hall, you got proven guys um, on offense that'll be able to move the chains. Uh, the thing with the game last week against Northern Iowa, they just were struggling to move the chains, but I think they had 10 total drives in the game and ran like 60 plays total. So. They didn't have a ton of opportunity. They didn't get the ball in their hands a lot. Northern Iowa was very good um, on conversion downs and ran the ball. I mean, didn't have much success running it. They committed it, to it. Yeah, though. exactly. So 
Yeah, I mean, 16 to 10. They were Northern running. Iowa's good. Yeah. Like, they're an FCS team, but they're one of the best FCS teams. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the uh, the Cyclones here, in-state rivalry, um, minus four and a half. Yeah, it just seems like a little bit too too many points. I, I do expect, judging off of what happened last week, Iowa State struggling and Iowa not struggling, that the public is going to be on Iowa. Uh-huh. And the line's already come down one point. It opened at five and a half. It's four and a half now. I I don't know if I see it touching four coming down much more just because I feel like a lot of sharp action is going to be on Iowa State here mm-hmm. just because judging off of what fade the public sharp actions going on Iowa State. Like you said, I think the quarterback position is going to be the biggest difference in this game. I mean, these teams are kind of mirror images of each other. They like to run the ball and get the tight ends involved on offense. Um, Iowa's defense is probably a little bit better than Iowa State's defense, but I don't know. You you just probably want to go with the better quarterback here just because that's going to translate into converting on third and fourth down. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Petrus lit it up. No, uh, and he's not he's not Penix Jr. just he turned it over three times. He threw three picks. So he You he, gotta ask yourself, is Iowa gonna be able to really run the ball against Iowa State? Well, and are they gonna force Iowa State into turning the ball over that much? Yeah. You know? So I mean Petrus was thirteen and twenty seven, hundred and forty five yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, I think I I, I but, think Iowa was gifted two pick sixes in that game. Okay. Well yeah, that would help. So when you look at the statistics, you're like, Well, where did the hell all these points come from? Because Iowa's offense didn't really light it up statistically as far yeah. as yards are concerned. Yeah. I, I, I feel good about this one, too. I, at home, in-state rivalry, same thing, kind of like the Holy War, going to be fired up. The fans are going to be going crazy. You got to go with the guy who's proven that I he mean, can get it could, done. You could wait a little bit and see if it'll go It may four. touch four, yeah. Maybe it'll go to three and a half if you're extremely lucky. But I don't know. I think that sharp action on Iowa State will probably – keep this game from dipping down too much further. I'll take it at four and a half. Um, I'll put my name on it, but yeah, I mean, what's the risk of waiting to see if it goes down to four versus if it goes up to five? Like if you see it touch five, then lock it in. But yeah, if it, if it, I, I would take that risk to wait and hopefully get it at four. Um, but that's my last one for college. You're done. You're done. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll recap mine real quick. So obviously to start, we had coastal Carolina minus 25 and a half. Boise State minus 26. The Ohio State and Oregon over 64. Wisconsin minus 25 and a half. BYU plus seven. My big easy bet of the week. Texas minus six and a half. Pitt minus three. Michigan minus seven. And Iowa State minus four and a half. Nick, go ahead and recap yours. I'm going with Army minus seven. I'm going with Georgia minus 24 and a half. I'm going with California plus 11 and a half. This is going to be my lock, my big easy bet. I'm going with New Mexico State. That's the New Mexico State Aggies. Don't accidentally bet the Lobos. New Mexico. Uh, New Mexico State plus 18 and a half. This will be my second lock. <laughs> if, I, if I could do a second lock, this would be it. So this is how comfortable I feel about that one. And then Georgia State plus 26, Miami minus 11. Okay, Justin, go ahead and recap yours for us. Got Army minus seven over Western Kentucky, Air Force minus five and a half versus Navy, Liberty minus four versus Troy, 
Coastal Carolina minus 25 versus Kansas. Texas minus 6.5 versus Arkansas. And my big easy bet is South Carolina minus 2.5 versus Eastern Carolina. There you go. All right, week two of college football. We are now going to transition to week one of the NFL. It is back. Your fantasy lineups are locked in, and we are gearing up for some professional football. Um, All right, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, you already know if you haven't listened, you're about to find out. We always bet the Thursday game, no matter what, whether we like it or not. And we got a pretty good matchup, I would say. America's team, uh, so they say, the Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Uh, the spread currently sits at eight and a half. Which side are you leaning? I'm very interested. My bet is already locked in. It's been locked in yeah, for days. Yeah, mine's locked in as well. I already know which side you're on. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. It's let, not even a question. Let us hear it. Well, I'm going with the Buccaneers. Why's that? Because I don't think Dak Prescott's going to be able to do enough. No? Nope. I'm taking Dallas. Well, that's not surprising. Huh? That's not surprising. Why is that? Because you love to bet against the Bucks, and you're high on Dak Prescott. I am high on Dak Prescott. Um, it's a lot of points for a week one. It is a lot of points. And but it's growing because Zach Martin has COVID. There is a slight chance that he'll play. Very slim. Um, but it's possible. All you need is hope. If you don't have hope, you don't have anything. Um, but eight and a half probably could keep going. For a week one game? Yeah, I don't know. It's been fluctuating. I saw it go down to seven and a half this morning. Did you? Yeah, now it's back up. Yeah, it moved a little bit, but it does seem like kind of a lot of points. But it was seven, and then it's been steady growing. So did you see it at eight, eight and a half, and then it went back down to seven, seven and a half? Yeah, because yesterday it was at eight. Okay. Um, Yeah, it just feels like too many points to me. I think Dallas is going to be able to put up more points than people are thinking. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, you're fully expecting Tampa's defense to be just as good, if not better, than last year. I mean, um, I know they have all the same players. so Yeah, I think they'll be able to rush the passer yeah. as effective as they were able to in the playoffs. I mean, the line, the even without Zach Martin, is going to be improved. They're getting Tyron Smith back. Uh, but the loss of Zach Martin definitely hurts. I placed my bet before he went out. So um, would it have scared me away? I would have definitely waited because I, I would assume the line would have changed, especially because everybody knows how dominant the pass rush that Tampa has is. Um, but it, it still feels like too many points. But, yeah, I mean, I am high. I mean, maybe they come off of a Super Bowl hangover, but the Chiefs didn't last year. Yeah. They played in the uh, I opening mean, game. I told you, like, for the last 20 years, one of the final four teams missed the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the Buccaneers. I don't necessarily think it will either, but I think the Saints are going to be better than people think. So, yeah, I think the Saints can contend with them, but the Saints are a lot better than people think, I I believe. Yeah, no, I, that's what I'm but saying. But the Cowboys so, aren't in, in even close in the discussion. The Cowboys, I wouldn't pick them to win their division, and their division is gar- dog shit. I don't know. I think the Cowboys are going to be – I think the Giants could very well win the division. Or I, think they're, I would they're, have they're them the in worst, Washington. They're the worst division in football, but it's like sneaky. They're like – have teams that are getting much better, like – I feel like Washington's going to be solid. I'm big on the Giants All this year. from last Exactly, year. yeah. Um, but, I, dude, I think Dallas is going to be better. There's still a lot of question marks in the secondary. Um, but they have people that can rush the passer. Tom Brady doesn't like to have a pass rush. And then, I mean, I'm interested to see how big of a role Micah Parsons plays. Because he's a, he's a fucking stud. Yeah. It, like, dude really is like a, a gazelle. So, 
uh, sideline to sideline. He's like a Devin White. He's like a he's like a he could be what Devin White is. Um, so I don't know. I, I I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a good game. So I don't think it's going to be a blowout. It could, but I don't think it will be. Um, and also I think Tom Brady's got to fall off eventually. So <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, I think the Bucks offense will be better this year too. Yeah, I think it'll be better than it was last year, and I think the defense will probably be just as good. Maybe, maybe they fall off a little bit, but I don't see the offense falling off yet. Like how much of it was, and we'll get to your pick in like twenty seconds, Justin. Um, how much was it? They just started clicking at the right time. Like, like you think they sustained that? Because it's like their yeah, defense no. wasn't that spectacular throughout the regular season. It was pretty good. But the offense was really what was holding them back, and that's why at first it was like... We dropped 38 on him. Drew Brees' ribs were hung on by duct tape. Yeah, and he threw a pick six in that game. No, wasn't he, No, he didn't. In the first game, he did. I'm talking about the one we beat him 38-3. to three. Okay. Well, we beat him bad both times last year. You're talking about Brady threw a pick six? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Drew. No. I was like, no, he didn't. Um... No, I'm talking about the Bucks offense. No, yeah, I remember week one, yeah. Um, Janoris Jenkins. Um, so, and he might he threw another pick against us. But wait, yeah, you're talk, but yeah, we were talking about the Bucks defense. That's why I was confused. Well, I thought you were asking me if... I said, do you think that the Bucks defense is going to be... Okay. If I they just the started question. clicking at the right time? I thought you were talking, referring to the offense. No, yeah, I was saying... Yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking defense because the defense is what won them the Super Bowl, so... In my opinion. Yeah. Brady. I mean, they scored 31 points. They did, yes. But they also, I mean, they were fucking wreaking havoc on Mahomes. So they got the ball back a ton. Yeah, no, I think that the offense will be improved. The defense, obviously, they were really good last year at, at rushing a passer, especially in the playoffs. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that falls off a little bit. or. If, but I, I think the offense here, what I saw last year was an offense that struggled in the beginning. Tom Brady being in a new scheme, and they kind of formed what Tom Brady used to do in New England with Bruce Arian's scheme of stretching the ball downfield, and they have this this way of using play action and things like that mm-hmm. to 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 get chunk plays, and I think that we'll see more of that this year. Okay, Justin, which side are you uh, taking in this? Um, one? is Antonio Brown at practice? Like. He's I heard. Up. I heard. Is he doing um, okay? I, I heard, heard he was banged up, and Godwin was banged up. They're saying both could potentially. That's a good point. Both could potentially be out. I think Godwin's been cleared. Has he? Okay, because he got added to the injury report yesterday. He practiced fully Monday, and they're saying it must have been an in-practice injury, tweak something. Um, I have not heard about Antonio Brown though. Have you heard anything? No. I feel like we probably would have if he was out. Um, but that's a good question. I I, I hear a sure. lot of things. Uh, who's luck, Lucky Whitehead's one of their safeties? For the Bucks. Uh yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he was. I don't know if he still is. They've got um who's it? Whitfield. Yeah. Dude from Minnesota hit the deuces to uh Tyreek. Oh, yeah. oh no, Lucky Whitehead's one of uh Dallas's receivers. He might be out. So I heard this is what I heard on the radio or somewhere else where I was listening to something. You're right. That God, God. Godwin has been cleared yeah. and Lucky Whitehead is not expected to play. But Lucky Whitehead doesn't have a big role, so that Yeah, no, who gives a shit? Doesn't um but that's yeah, why we I'm had on, to look uh, up who he played for. I'm on Cowboys plus eight and a half. Okay. Over the Bucks. Why is that? I'm big on Dak. 
this year. Are you? Yeah. Um, yeah, they said he's that the uh, the shoulder shouldn't bother him at all. Yeah, I don't think it will. Should be no issue. Um, Antonio Brown will play. So he was listed as a non-participant Tuesday. Um, knee required maintenance, but he'll be out there playing. So offense will be a full strength. I mean, yeah, the Buccaneers. I mean, uh, the Cowboys' defense is a huge question mark. It is the secondaries. I don't know what they could have done something. I don't. I don't keep up with the Cowboys all that much. They could have done something to improve it. I know they've got Diggs. Is Diggs still their number one? I don't know. Um. So Cox, right? Huh? Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox at linebacker. Who am I thinking of? Jabril Cox wasn't that the LSU linebacker? Yeah. He plays for Dallas. I guess. Not I mean, I don't expect him to be playing much. Yeah, no, he'll have zero. They have zero effect on the game. I'm talking secondary. Who are you thinking of? Thinking Jabril oh, yeah. Peppers, Fletcher Cox. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm rolling with the Cowboys uh, plus eight and eight and a half. Justin's on them as well. Nick is taking the Buccaneers. Is it a little bit of wishful thinking because you got Tom Brady as your fantasy quarterback? Um, no, I would be betting the Bucks regardless of who was my fantasy quarterback. All I right. think that I might be overhyping the offense a little bit because Tom Brady's <laughs> my fantasy quarterback. But I'd still bet the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, God. you had to justify something in your head. You drafted Tom Brady, so you had to be thinking, like, they're going to light it up this year. Yeah, I think they do, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you got a good point about, I mean, it was, they brought in Antonio Brown. Like, he had to learn the scheme. They brought in, obviously, Tom Brady, who had to learn something completely different. Bruce Arians has a completely different style of offense. Uh, like you said, they're trying to mesh the two together. And, I mean, it, it's not going to get worse, I don't think, unless Brady just declines physically. Um, they're only going to have better chemistry. So, you could be on to something, but I don't know. I still feel like it's too many points for a week one NFL game. So, all right, next one that I have, um, home team getting points, even money whenever I bet it. I don't know if it still is. I'm taking the Bengals plus three at home over Minnesota. Joey B is back. Jamar Chase, hopefully he can catch a ball. Um, they're going to be able to score points, I think. Uh, the defense, I mean, the main question mark is still going to be the offensive line, but they what did. about Mixon? How do you feel about Mixon? I drafted him in fantasy, so <laughs> I hope he does okay. Um, when healthy, he's good. It's just if he yeah. can stay healthy. But I think they'll be able to put up points. Uh, Kirk Cousins still sucks, so I'm going to roll with the Bengals getting points at home for the season opener. Yeah, I'm on this one as well. Bengals plus three. I like it. All right, give me one, Justin. Um, I'm on the Dolphins plus three over the Patriots. Okay. Really? Yep, went too well. Are you on this one? Nope. You notoriously, I feel like you like to bet one of these two teams every night. I love to bet the Dolphins. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I got to see Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is damn good. I mentioned Dolphins defense is really good, though. I mean, they won yeah. two. Yeah, this will be a tough task for your first game. Will yeah. Fuller's out, too. Um, yeah, he suspended yeah. one more game. Yeah. I think Waddle's going to have a good game, though. I think Gusecki. Okay. Um, all right. You give me another one. Um, Steelers at Bills. The over-under is 48-and-a-half. I'm going to shoot at the over here. I think the Steelers' offense is being a little bit overlooked because of the way they struggled at the end of last season. They couldn't run the ball. They have a running back now. I think that they'll be able to establish the run a little bit. Now, obviously, the Bills can 
score with anybody. So I, d- I do think that um, this game will go over 48.5 points. Okay. Uh, my next one, 12 o'clock game, even money again. If you bet it when I bet it, which was earlier today, Tennessee Titans minus three at home over the Arizona Cardinals. I think, I mean, with the addition of Julio, I don't think Julio is going to have some crazy turn back the clock type season, but he's still going to garner attention. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think it's going to have a good year. Obviously, you know what you're getting with Derrick Henry. A lot of people are high on Tannehill. I don't love him, but he's a more, he's a top half of the quarterback pool. Definitely. He's a better than average quarterback. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to be able to put up points in this one. I think they have the defense to contain Kyler Murray. It's week one. Got to get your eyes on the team, but it's not like college football. You pretty much know what you're getting. Tennessee's got a solid defense. I think they'll be able to put up enough points. Uh, The Cardinals shouldn't be able to keep up. I'm going to take Tennessee minus three at home, even money. Okay. You on this one? No. I don't like the Cardinals, but I don't like Tennessee either. Why not? Because I've been on Tennessee one time, and it was a snow game, and uh, <laughs> shit just was terrible. I was like, all right, Derrick Henry in the snow, give me that every day of the week. I do remember It was that. pitiful. I, I do remember that. Um, I mean, I, they got a lot of hype around them. A lot of, there's a lot of people thinking this might be their year to make a run, you know? Yeah. So I don't believe in the Cardinals. Yeah, no. I I, I mean, could, I it, be, bet on could the Cardinals it be because under. you say it every time the Cardinals are mentioned? Maybe, but I, yeah, I, I don't I really bet believe. it on the Cardinals under. Yeah. He, he also took the... First coach to be fired. Yeah, yeah. they'll lose. They'll probably lose this one by fifty. <laughs> now that I think about it, but Justin took the over, so he's you know he's begging for an Arizona win. Yeah, definitely. I like the Cardinals. Got to be. Are you on them? No. Okay, you don't like them that much. <laughs> no. Um, Not that much. Yeah, no. I I think this is a a pretty a pretty good bet in my opinion. I feel I like it. So give me another one, Justin. Um, I'm on the New York Giants plus two and a half over the Broncos. This is my big easy bet. Okay. Ride with Teddy. I got them plus three. Yeah, they're plus three. Yeah. You can definitely find them a bunch of spots plus three right now. Yeah, currently it's plus three, and I locked it in earlier today. It was plus three. No, I'm not riding with fucking Teddy. Are you high? <laughs> um, I think the Bron- I mean, I think the Giants are going to be much improved this year. Saquon is set to play for week one, they said. Um, the addition of Galladay, they're saying a receiver from Oklahoma, Sterling, fuck's his name? Shepard. Shepard. Uh, they're saying he looks good. They, they still have Slayton. I don't know. Kadarius? Me neither. Yeah. That, Kadarius Tony. Tony. I love Kadarius Tony, and you know that. Um, but the defense is good. We've been raving about it. I picked the over on their win total. I think you did as well. The secondary is really well coached. I think, I mean, you know what you're getting with Teddy Bridgewater. So the Broncos defense is going to be good. I think it's going to be Von Miller's back. Uh, they're going to be better than last year, but I still like the Giants getting points at home. Big easy bet of the week. Give me another one. Uh, mine's the Monday night game. That's your last one? Yeah. You want to say it? Did he all pick it? I'm on this one as well. Okay. But, but do you have anything before the Monday night game? What's the Monday night game? Well, do you have a game? Do you have I have enough? one more game. Okay, give us that It's one. not the Monday night Yeah, game. give us that That's my big easy bet. What is it? It's the Panthers minus five and a half over the Jets. Okay. It is currently at four and a half. Even better. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's going to be a revenge game for Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold, Robbie Anderson. They're going to look to blow him out. Interesting. That is an interesting way to look at I, it. I didn't even think about that. I Honestly, I kind of glossed over that one. Uh, Zach Wilson's first game. Yeah, it wouldn't on surprise the road. me if he struggled a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, on the road. I think that's a good bet. I'm not going to take it, but I think it's a good bet. So your last one is the Monday night game? Yeah. 
Okay, that is mine as well. Um, I'll let you break it down. Go ahead. <laughs> well, or you want me to? Yeah. All right. On the road, Ravens getting four and a half. Uh, in the Death Star in Vegas, playing Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, I'm rolling with Lamar. Could it be a little taste of a uh, of uh, a page out of your book? Lamar's my fantasy quarterback this year. I think the Ravens' offense is going to be much improved, even with the loss of Dobbins at running back, and then the third string running back got hurt as well. It's Gus Edwards' season. Lamar can run enough for the whole team. Don't worry about it. Don't need a running back. They signed Le'Veon Bell. He's washed. Check his bio on Twitter. Doesn't matter. I don't even know if Rashad Bateman's playing. That would be cool if he was. Uh, I like the Ravens in this one. Yeah, the um, I'm on the Ravens as well. This is going to be my lock, my big easy bet. Really? Yeah, and the reason is is just because what the hell has the Raiders done lately, you know? Yeah. What have they done to make their team better? They haven't done anything, really. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you. They may have. I don't know. I don't know for sure. On the defensive side of the ball, I can't recall that. They're trying to get That's Khalil Mack thing. back. They're yeah. freaking <laughs> begging for Mack. <laughs> that is true. We made the biggest mistake. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll give you all your picks back. <laughs> yeah. oh, and yeah. then they're going, they got all those picks, and they're, I saw somewhere they like, they well, they caught a third-round draft pick from last season already. Mm, yeah, I don't know. So, and then they traded one of them. Lim Bowden Jr., they traded him to the, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yep. Um, I had a nice so Lin, I think they, Lin Bowden Jr. RPA, number to five, gorgeous card. Breeze ate it. Jesus. I God. sold it, too. I sold it, and before I could ship it, he ate it. Oh, my God. I had to message the guy. I said, my dog ate the card. He said, oh, yeah. Did he? <laughs> I said, no, he really did. <laughs> he really did. So that was disappointing. Uh, I hope he doesn't blow up into a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but look, the play action, the quarterback – threat to run it the the tight ends getting involved it's it's gonna be a hard this is a hard first game for the Raiders definitely and then uh, not let's not even talk about the Ravens defense uh, yep. what type of problems they're gonna be given the Raiders mm-hmm. no I agree yeah I, I'm on it so um Josh Jacobs is questionable I'm sure he'll play but that's something to definitely keep an eye on I would like to know about Rashad Bateman. He's not listed on the injury report, so I'm assuming he's good to go. He didn't touch the field in preseason as far as I remember. Uh, but they they got Sammy Watkins. Obviously, you got Mark Andrews. They got weapons. They, just because Dobbins goes down. If they had Dobbins, I would love this pick. At four and a half, I don't think the line would be where it is. But I think that, um, I mean, it probably would. But Edwards can run effectively. Yeah, he had success. What was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I, I like this pick a lot. I, I mean, he beat Mark Ingram. Yeah. he Mark Ingram's. In Houston, Houston now, huh? yep. Exiled. Yeah. Exiled down there to Houston with Just uh, signed uh, Le'Veon. Yeah, they did. Squad. Yeah. So um no, yeah, I think I was very close to making this my lock of the week as well. So I, I like this pick a lot. Um and yeah, so I think that is all we got for NFL. Yep. Okay. Uh we'll recap the picks and then we'll talk about the Saints real quick. So for me, Thursday night, rolling with the Cowboys, plus eight and a half. Then I got Bengals plus three at home, even money. Titans minus three, even money as well. Then I got the Giants plus three at home, and Ravens minus four and a half on Monday night. What you got? I'm going with the Buccaneers minus eight and a half. I'm going with the Bengals plus three, Steelers Bills over forty eight and a half. And I'm taking the Ravens minus four and a half as my lock, my big easy bet. Okay, Justin, give me yours. Um, 
Thursday night, got Cowboys plus eight and a half over the Bucks. Dolphins plus three over the Patriots. Giants plus three over the Broncos. And Panthers minus four and a half versus the Jets as my big easy bet. I like it. Um, all right, let's talk about the Saints. I don't know why I'm looking at the NFC South stand. What? For I don't know what this is. They're, they're showing divisional records. I don't understand where that's coming from. Um, disregard that. Packers uh, going on the road to take on the Saints, who are also on the road. Thank you to uh, Hurricane Ida. This game will be played in Jacksonville. The spread's four, but I'm not really concerned with the spread. None of us are betting it. Give me your thoughts on how you think the Saints do. Off the top of your head. Um, Latavius Murray is out. Tony Jones is the number two. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a tough game for the Saints. Oh, yeah. But, you know, if this line got to four and a half, I'd start looking at it. Really? It, I think it was four and a half. It just came down. It looks like you can find it. You know, I could be wrong. I got all these books pulled up, you know. Yeah. FanDuel, MGM, all all these different ones you can bet on. And some of them are four, some of them are four and a half. So you can probably, if you wait around and keep your, your eye on it, you could probably get it at four and a half. And I, I'd consider it just because of all the problems that the Packers had this offseason. I picked the Saints to win this game when we went over the schedule. Yeah, you so did. So I don't know why I'm not betting on it. Well, you I, thought it was just, a home game. Yeah, I, I, did, I did think it would be in the Superdome. So. But, hey, who knows Florida? But I think I think our, uh, who our offense is going to be pretty good. And I think the defense, although there's some holes to fill with the suspension with Ominata. Onyamata. 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 Is it O-M or O-N? N. Okay. I'm not even gonna say it then. And it's not. And you're 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 saying oh men yada. It's Anya Mata. Anya Mata. Yes. Omen yada. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean that's what really worried you. And then the other thing is without Mike Thomas, the Packers have good cornerbacks or de- they have a really good one, Jair Alexander. Yep. Um. You worry they have a really bad one too. Desmond and, uh, King. Kevin King. Kevin King. Who's Desmond King? Uh, I don't know. I know Desmond Ritter. I feel like you played for the Broncos. I know Desmond Howard. Um, so, I mean, that just worries me a little bit. If we're like, if they're able to stop the run, I still think we'll, we'll be able to get some pressure on them, though. I do, too. No, I think our defense is going to be better than people are thinking. Like, they think we lost Janoris, and there was a lot of question marks at linebacker. Well, it turns out there's not question marks at linebacker. We're stacked. Uh on an unrelated, well, not unrelated note, but on a side note, Quan Alexander's wearing number five, and I think that is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Something about linebackers wearing uh, below twenty numbers, nineteen or less, specifically single digits, I think is fucking awesome. That looks yeah. so dope. I like um, that Tom Brady doesn't like it either. Did he complain? Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah good. So it's hard to tell the difference between a linebacker yeah. and defensive Quit lineman. Bitch and Tom, yeah. they're twice the size. <laughs> it looks like that. The linebackers look like they ate the. Let DBs. them hit. Yeah, I guarantee you can tell the difference. Yeah, don't don't get me started well, on. Your I got news for you. Whether they play linebacker or defensive tackle, you don't want to be tackled by any of them, and you don't want to throw the ball to either yeah, one of them. Throw it so. to your colored jerseys. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I, I was. I think I tweeted out earlier. Like, imagine if they would have let Reggie wear the five. Mm-hmm. That was a. It's a travesty that he didn't get to wear number five. Um, but, yeah, no, I think our linebackers are going to be 
damn good. Quan, Quan Alexander said 100% he's ready to go. Good to go. Feels great. I think he said he feels legendary. So I like the sound of that. Um, we just signed Bradley Roby. Who else did we sign? Nobody. I thought we signed somebody. I could be wrong. But Bradley Roby is, uh, I don't know what he's going to be. The Slot corner. Yeah, but we got Chauncey when he comes in in nickel. Um, he'll probably play. Well, he'll replace Janoris Jenkins, I think. Yeah, but they're saying they've been raving about um, Crawley. Yeah, he's been he's battling a hamstring injury, so that's that is true. He didn't actually. Out. That's a very good point. He didn't dress um, and for practice the last two days. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I think that Bradley Roby is. I, I like that pickup a lot. Another Ohio State DB. Uh, good friends with Marshawn Lattimore. Clearly, I think he's going to contribute pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, it's not rocket science to play defense. It's not like learning the offensive playbook. So I think we very well see him week one. Yeah. I, I I think we're going to exceed expectations. Are we going to beat the Packers? I don't know. But Jameis knows the Florida humidity. Uh, Rodgers isn't going to be happy about having to travel down there. The fans, uh, the Saints said that they picked the most difficult route for the fans, cost-wise and distance-wise. So I like the sound of that. I'm very interested to see how we uh, how we look. I think it's going to answer a lot of questions quickly. But I'm not going to guarantee a victory by any means. I'm not betting on this game. But – We'll see what happens. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I had the Saints losing this game, um, but yeah, <laughs> you still think they lose? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna come out hot, and then I think the Packers are kind of gonna just pull away at the end, at the in the fourth quarter, and that's how they're gonna win. Yeah, I don't know. I, I we'll see. I think. I mean, we still have weapons on offense. Callaway looks like a stud. So that wasn't against backup DBs in preseason. That was Marcus Peters. And then, I mean, it was the Jaguars. Probably their starters, but they suck. So might as well be backup DBs on a good team. Um, but, I mean, he was torching Marcus Peters. So it was sure it was one drive, but he was wide open. Like every like three plays in a row. Um, yeah, I like the way Jameis ended the preseason. Yeah, that definitely. game. So Yeah, solidified himself as the starter, without a doubt. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of animosity over there in Green Bay. Like I said, last 20-plus seasons, I don't know the exact number, but I know it was at least more than 20, 20 or more, one of the final four teams missed the playoffs. Yeah, if I wasn't a Saints fan, I would bet the Saints. Yeah. So, I'm really staying away because I'm already invested in this game, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether I have a wager on it or not. So, So who is going to be the one of four teams that misses the playoffs? I think it could be the Packers. You think? Yeah, just because I think, like, let's say Aaron, that would be more. The fuel first sign for of Rogers adversity to, yeah. is going to be like, yeah. At least for Rodgers, is going to be like pointing a finger. Yes. I'm out of here. Y'all suck. It's too cold. I don't even like cheese. <laughs> Shit like that. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I I agree. I think. Um. I mean, I don't necessarily agree that they're going to be the one. But I agree that as soon as anim- as soon as adversity hits, that it's gonna they're gonna cannibalize each other. They don't like each other. They don't like the GM. It's been proven. They didn't mend fences or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, who were the final four teams last year? Kansas City, obviously. Um, Bills. Not last year. Sorry, two years ago. I know who it was last year. Two years ago. San Francisco. Kansas City. Fuck. Who is somebody we lost to in the playoffs, I'm sure. Vikings? No, hell no. 
Vikings were terrible. No, we did lose to the Vikings, though, in the playoffs. Yeah, but, I mean, they, it wasn't like they're not in the ch- conference championship. Um, It could have been the Packers. I think it was. And then... Uh, the Chiefs beat the... um. Shit, I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, well, regardless, it answers the question. The Niners missed the playoffs the next year. So I was trying to think, like, who of the four were there that didn't make the playoffs the following year. So The Chiefs might have beat the Titans, maybe. It was the Titans, because remember, they beat the Ravens. Yeah. Bad, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Um, But, yeah, there you go. Niners were the team to miss playoffs. Every year for, like, the last 20 seasons, somebody's missed playoffs. So who's it going to be? I don't think it's going to be Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be Kansas City. It's got to be one of the NFC teams. Mm-hmm. It's Tampa. No, <laughs> I mean I hope in a way. Yeah, just because that would mean that would be good for the Saints. Yeah, definitely. No, it's Tampa. Um, I don't really have anything more. Do you? Nope. Anything you want to get off your chest? No, Justin, you got anything? Mm-mm. All right, episode eighty-four, Big Easy Bets. We are glad to be back in the studio. Hope everybody is doing okay with the storm. A lot of people around here getting power back. Um, I mean the city, the restoration of power in the city has been incredible. Um. Try to get back to normal lives, I guess, uh, and sit down, watch some football, and uh, win some money with these big, easy bets. Y'all can follow us on Twitter. Any questions on any games that we didn't touch on, we'll give you our opinion. That's really all we got for you. We'll be back to recap this week, and uh, episode 85 will be on the way soon. Y'all have a good one. Who dat?